love gold. The look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. I love gold so much that I even lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. Hence the name, Gold Member. So welcome to Trimming the Musical Fat. I'm Paul Nicholson. And I'm Stephen Nicholson. Thanks for joining us for the latest episode in our Hidden Prime Cut series, where we highlight a song by a band or singer, which we feel deserved more attention, i.e. it was a B-side, an unreleased track, or a single that wasn't a big hit. Today we're going to be talking about a B-side from New Jersey's finest, Bon Jovi. The song is The End which was the B-side to 1995's This Ain't A Love Song single. And it was recorded during the sessions for the album These Days. Before we discuss it, let's hear the song in question. The Klingenhug. In Cuban, red and stiletto. Why? I wish you had that on tape. You needed that on tape. One, two. Spanish, please. One, two. So now it's over, let the spotlight fade I hear the music slowly fade away And now I find it hard to say goodbye so I'll just say goodnight, my friends. The Tired, so I close my eyes. 
So that was the end by Bon Jovi. Stephen, what do you think of the of the song? Well, I've always really liked the song, so I bought uh, the single "The Saint of Love" song uh, when it came out in 1995, and that was the lead single from uh, the These Days album. So that single had uh, this track, "The End," plus "It's Lonely at the Top." Uh, both of which were not on the These Days albums, and they're both actually really, really good songs. Um, so, yeah, I always liked the song. Um, I believe it's... Although, if you if you looked at the credits on the CD single back in the day, you wouldn't have known. They don't specifically state, say it's a demo, but I believe it is a demo song, um, it's the Never Finished. Uh, but yeah, I've always really liked it. I think the production on it is very low-key, uh, very sparse, which if it is a demo, uh, although a very polished one, uh, that would explain it. Uh, I think it's really nice, it's catchy, good sing-along chorus, a little bit uh, beatily as well. And I like the, the build in the chorus towards the end when the, the electric guitars kick in, and it gives it some oomph. Uh, and I have to say, I think this is probably a better song than a few that are on the These Days album. So it's a shame um, it maybe didn't go on there. But um, uh, some some facts related to it. The song was ranked 87th out of 334 Bon Jovi songs by Ultimate Classic Rock. Uh, and they described it as a loose and warm demo from the These Days sessions that works as a tribute to those we've loved, those we've lost, and those who we will take with us into the next world. Um, it was written by John Bon Jovi, along with keyboard player David Bryan and guitarist Richie Sambora. Uh, what do you think of it, Paul? Yeah, it's a, a really good song. I couldn't really remember it, actually, because I remember our dad had the CD single and it's it is good it sounds very beatly and the start of it reminds me a bit of uh, Super Tramp that sort of keyboard yeah same here uh, Logical yeah. Song was it? that's right yeah yeah I was just thinking that yep yeah it sounds and actually when the words come in, the sort of melody, it sounds a bit like uh, words by the Ouija's. Hmm, which I was just do, listening to. 
Yeah. So it's funny when I, yeah, when I was listening to it, it reminded me a bit of like the melody, a bit like words by the Bee Gees. Smile, an everlasting smile. A smile can bring you me to me. Don't ever let me find you, girl, cause that would bring a tear to me. It's not it's a really good song. It is probably better than some of the tracks on the These Days album, actually. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think at this point, Bon Jovi, for me, were kind of... I don't know. They still had a sort of heavy side, and it felt like at this period they were becoming more soft. Uh, it's not to say the songs weren't good, but they were... So I think this song would have been a good... Would have been a good kind of. Uh, it's not a heavy song, but I just think it might have been a good buffer on the album, rather than sort of friendly rock that I think the rest of the album is. Although there's good songs on it, I think yeah. from that point on, for me, Bon Jovi would become a bit more less less relevant. Yeah. Well, I think they were going for a more, especially with the These Days album. Keep the Faith, which was the studio album before it, was um, obviously a, a more rock and roll type album, hmm. more kind of Rolling Stones, if you like. And I think this one was maybe a conscious effort to be a little bit more uh, looser, maybe a little bit more uh, bluesy in, in some respects. And so I think they were just trying to uh, change their sound, uh, which is probably a wise thing, not keep doing the same thing. Yeah, because I remember there was another song you liked just before that time. And it was a single that was never released, or it was a track. Was it oh, Good Guys Don't, Always, guys wear don't white. Always Wear White? Yeah, what a song. That was another one that was kind of just left, wasn't it? They made a video yeah, for it, didn't they? they did. It was on a soundtrack for a Woody Harrelson film called The Cowboy Way. Right, okay. Something like that. Yeah, so it was on. Uh, so it was used as a, a song for that, which the video tied into. But uh, that that was a brilliant song. In fact, you know what? That the CD single, that song was on. Uh, I think it was someday I'll be Saturday night, which is one of the new tracks on their best of album. Crossroads. And yeah, and that CD single was superb because you had someday I'll be Saturday night. You had good guys don't always wear white. You had, I think, a live version of a little with a little help from a friend's the Beatles cover. Oh yeah. And there was another song, but it was a really good set of songs um, on there. Um, was it maybe always live? Maybe I can't remember. But yeah, but um, yeah, they released. They had a couple of songs which uh, were excellent, which never got onto one of their studio albums. Sadly. Yeah, because always. Remember, like about a year later, definitely sort of copy the Bon Jovi route about you know trying to be moving with the times and getting their hair cut shorter. And, and they did that song when Love and Hate Collide, which wasn't as good, but you could see they were trying to go for that always. Yeah, it's a good song, like mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, they were very much aiming at their version of Bon Jovi's Always, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, big hit for them though. Big hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good song. 
Irish kids. Well, Paul, our podcast friend Brian Borthwick wanted to weigh in on the song as well. Uh, and we'll we'll play his comments now. Um, and let's just say he's uh, not a fan of this song. Well, I've had another listen to The End by Bon Jovi to give it a chance, but I still don't like it. It sounds like it's from an emotional scene in Home and Away, maybe when Bounce the Dog has run away or something like that. Uh, I don't like Bon Jovi, well, John Bon Jovi's vocals in it either. He sounds a bit off-key. And to be honest, the song is quite monotonous. You're just hoping for it to finish. So it's not my cup of tea, and it would be a thumbs down. Thank you. Well, it's fair to say Brian's not a fan of the song, and he got his Australian soap opera information incorrect too. Bouncer was in Neighbours, Brian, not home and away. But thanks for giving us your thoughts on the song. Exactly. <laughs> um, Stephen Troop wants to know, how do you decide from 334 songs what to play on your set list when you tour? Well, Steve, I think that um, there's, let's pretend that on an average night there's 23 or 24 songs. Mm-hmm. 15 of them are going to have to be the hits, which leaves me eight songs to play with. Four are probably going to be new songs, which is going to make the artist happy. And then two of them get to be the crazy album track or a cover song that you just feel like getting your jukebox on. And that's pretty much what you're relegated to, simply because, you know, if I come to your town and and I don't play Living on a Prayer or It's My Life or Bad Name again, you're going to be disappointed. I don't want to disappoint you. And I remember when I was a kid seeing a couple of guys that I grew up listening to who ended up playing like reggae versions of their (laughs) classic hits because they were tired of playing them. And, you know, I was like at a bingo hall watching them play. (laughs) And so I was like, I get why you're doing it, but this is the first time I ever got to see you and I'm crushed. So, you know, they want to hear Prayer and It's My Life and Bad Name and Wanted the way they were written and recorded. So it's last orders at the bar. Thanks for listening. If you want to share what you think about the song or provide suggestions for future episodes, please get in touch with us. You can do that via voicemail. Our email address, which is trimthemusicalfat at gmail.com or by joining our Facebook group. And there you'll get access to exclusive podcast episodes and videos. You can also check out our website at www.trimmingthemusicalfat.com There you'll find all our podcast episodes and music playlists links to each link to each album we cover. And be sure to come back for more Hidden Prime Cuts. Until then, keep trimming. <laughs>